I'm Desiree. And I'm Taylor. You're tuned into Birthkeeper Banter, a space to discuss powerful birth stories, radical birthkeeping, and all things birth outside of the box. This podcast is produced by Herbal Training, and nothing discussed should be considered medical advice because birth is not a medical event. For classes and more information, go to herbal.teachable.com. Hey everyone, this is Desiree. It'll be just myself for this podcast here. I wanted to share a little bit about how things change with time and experience and how we view things, how we do things, the different things that we might change in our work, the different things we might take to a birth or the way that we prepare women for their labor and birth, different things like that. Over the course of time, I feel like I've changed into a totally different person. Each year I look back on who I was the year prior and I'm like, wow, I was very different. I had a very different understanding each year. I feel like attending birth, sitting at birth, walking with women in pregnancy, um, through fertility and conception, all of that is some of the most transformative work that anyone can engage in. I very much believe that. And I feel that myself, it has been the most transformative, not just in those regards, but also for myself mentally, emotionally, and professionally, especially, it's taught me a lot about professionalism and yeah, just a lot of different shifts I've gotten in, in sitting at birth and walking with women, all of those different things. So things that have impacted change in how I serve, how I work with women, uh, we'll start with like situations with past clients. There's been situations with some clients that led me to better be able to read people going forward and not accept just everybody. I used to accept everyone. Oh yeah, I can come to your birth. Yep. You want to be, you want a birth at home? I can help you. But the fact of the matter is, is not everybody is perfect for everyone. And it took a little bit of experience with sitting with women and teaching and seeing the outcomes of those births or, you know, how they act and how they treat me to be able to gauge how to decipher others going forward. I feel like that was very impactful and that's something that I use and I see my students or even my assistants going into their own work and I see them learning the same lessons where people will treat them poorly or not um, fully appreciate what they are offering and be treated poorly and they're able to gauge those kind of people because there are some that are just so entitled and let me tell you do they come with flags that's a whole different topic but yeah they come with flags and I feel like I'm more able to gauge that based on my experience. And I've changed who I, will, who I will accept and I'm able to see who I need to refer out. Yep, I'm definitely not your midwife, but this girl over here might be. I think you two would get along well, which is also helpful to know others in your community. Um, I've also been able to notice and work through past traumas and mental blocks with the women. So I'm able to notice those kind of things. Like, okay, it seems as though she has some kind of trauma when her eyes look to the left when I mentioned sexual trauma or um, any kind of past birth trauma. And she's just trying to be like, yep, everything's cool. I can see when there's stuff in it. I can read that kind of stuff. And we can't stuff, we can't stuff things like that. So I'm able to notice that and better help them work through those kind of things. Um, I think that that's super important because we don't want to take those mental blocks into labor. That's not going to be very healthy. Um, and it also can help with the outcome. Going into the outcome thing, I'm better equipped, I feel, with experience and the things that I've learned and experienced with other women 
how to better set them up for a healthy and empowering birth. So something that's not gonna fail or be flaky or anything. Um, I've attended births where those who are present, like the mother or the unsupported partner were the ones who totally ruined her birth. Like she was confident, she totally had it. But in those vulnerable moments of labor, when someone is there being toxic or they're shedding their fears and their doubt onto the woman, I found that that is so harmful and I'm able to navigate these things prenatally. These are the kind of people we might not want in our space. This is why, this is what I've seen happen because of it. I don't want this for you. Ultimately, of course, they can always have whoever they would like um, at their birth, but it's helped me to better see like, okay, your mom is sitting here at this prenatal and she is really nervous about all these things that we're talking about. And her face is telling me that she is not gonna sit well in this birth space. Um, it's giving me the courage to speak up at um, a later time with the woman express my concerns like this is what I'm not sitting the best with and this is why and kind of talk about that before it gets to the time where we're in the labor portion and the mom that I knew was going to have a fiasco has a fiasco and totally crumbles the event um, yeah so those, that's another thing that I have learned over time from experience with past clients as well as setting up for a health a healthy postpartum I have experienced women, everybody's different, everyone's different, um, but I've seen cases where women are real eager to get back to their duties, back to their house stuff, they're like, oh, I feel good, I feel good, and then they go, and then they tear open their um, incision, or they start bleeding profusely, all different signs of their body telling them to chill out, you're doing too much, you need to rest more. So I'm able to warn women of this in advance now, like, hey, I've seen these things before, and this is what I suggest that it doesn't happen to you. And I'm thankful for those kind of things, different situations that I had had, um, because I'm able to better inform those going forward. I'm also able to help them with suggestions with nourishing foods to have on hand before the fact that they lost a whole bunch of blood, because we don't know who is and who's not. So teaching prenatally about those things and leaving them more prepared and seeing what worked previously for others has helped me better prepare those going forward. As well as the supplements, that's another thing. Supplements postpartum, being able to let them know like, hey, if you are struggling with excessive bleeding, this is what I suggest. If you have tears, anything like that, this is what I would suggest to have on hand just in case. Um, being able to let them know these things in advance so they're not in the position where they have a torn perineum and they're wanting nori strips and they don't have them. So these are different things that we can start in advance because of my experience prior and has changed over time. All things I never would have suggested, you know, when I first started because frankly, I didn't know. You only know what you know. And the whole thing with attending and sitting with women and walking with women through their life is learning. There is always learning. There is never an end to the learning, I am told. Um, it just continues. You continue learning and you will always, always, always see firsts that will, you know, better help you going forward with other things. Um, but learning what works for what, like from varicose veins to blood loss management, I had to learn through experience. And of course, through reading, you can read these things and know them, but seeing firsthand what actually worked for this woman and what I've seen work 
it's a little different than reading a book in my experience because some of the things that they say work in the book, they don't always work. Like Pitocin, for example, you'll see that that's the number one thing for blood loss management. And from what I know and what I'm told from my teachers and what I've seen, it's not as reliable as the stuff that I carry and not as reliable as these books relay because there's so many factors in all of that. Um, so yeah, learning from experience has been such a big thing and knowing what to suggest for women in those kind of situations. Also being able to notice when something is concerning. So I remember sitting at birth early in my journey and looking back at those births with the brain that I have now, I think, wow, I was very ignorant, <laughs> frankly, um, which I, I knew a lot. I was prepared to be there and all was well in those situations, but ignorant compared to how I am now. And had there been something concerning, I don't know. I don't know if I'd have seen that. But I feel today after experiencing different situations that were concerning and addressing that and um, hearing of other stories and how they address things and whatnot, that has given me a really awesome gauge and being able to notice when something's off. Intuition is probably my biggest factor in that and learning how to decipher that from fear, which we'll talk about later, has been a big part. But that is a big part of midwifery, of sitting at birth, of birth keeping, of anything of that nature, is being able to notice when something's off and feel it. Sometimes you don't see anything physical, but it's based on what that mom is saying and that look in her eyes, the tone in her voice, those kind of things and learning how to feel those and how to navigate that. Um, yeah, it's been, that's been pretty transformative as well, being able to read women and be able to notice, okay, this is concerning because I've seen something similar and it was concerning then and being able to catch it sooner than I probably did the first time. Um, yeah, so like I said, with experience, you're able to notice when things are deviating from that normal path. You're able to act sooner when you see those kind of signs. Traumatic experiences as an attendant impacting similar situations going forward. That's been a huge thing for me. I've seen a lot of stuff. I've only been attending for four years at this point, a little over, and it that has been like the most transformative kind of experiences were the traumatic or challenging ones. Um, it impacted what I would do going forward, whether it was something like dystocia, I had a case of that and you know we did the things and I would watch that video over and over and process it with my different teachers and other colleagues. And I learned how I could do better consecutively, what I would do next time if I saw the same thing. And when I was presented with similar situations, I did do better and I did do um, things differently based on what I had learned, my experience. It all changes from what we learn, how we shift, how we grow. Additionally, with that kind of stuff, with the um, dystocia and whatnot, there was a case where I saw something similar at another birth and the baby's head was out longer than every textbook says. And I'm just feeling it burning in me like, ah, this is longer than the book says. And, but I felt over, overwhelmed with this is okay. So the intuition was speaking, but I could also hear the fear in the background chirping. And it reminded me of the other birth. And it was a time where I had to really sit with that intuition fear thing. And all was well, everything was much better than the first experience. Um, 
in regards to I didn't have to touch the baby. I didn't have to help at all. I didn't have to resuscitate. I didn't have to do anything, but everything looked similar. And it changed how I felt in those moments. The brain on fire thing, fighting the intuition versus the fear that I learned from text, from learning. Um, because yeah, birth does not fit textbook boxes. It never did. And it never will because time frames are one thing, but spiritual, energetic, kind of work is very different and that's what birth is. So more things that I had learned and changed how I viewed things and did things going forward. Um, blood loss, being able to get ahead of the bleed by diagnosing and acting sooner, offering different tinctures sooner or different medicines, homeopathy, doing things like that. Being able to see it sooner and knowing, oh, I know that color blood, I know what's happening right now. Feeling her fundus okay, it's not from the top of the uterus, it's probably from the bottom, or we have a cervical tear. I'm able to see these kind of things. And I didn't see those things a good three, four years ago because I didn't experience those things firsthand. So yeah, I mean, you can precept with someone for, for years and not see certain things because that person is not meant to sit in those birth spaces with those situations. And then you'll find yourself experiencing very, very different things because you were supposed to be in those situations and you were made to handle and witness and care for those kind of situations. That is a topic for a whole other day, but that's something else that I've learned in sitting at birth is that you can have all the experience, but you'll still have things that you've not seen before and it will change how you do things and how you, you know, might act going forward. I've changed my documents so many times over the past four years, just because I've realized like, oh, I should add this into the first prenatal or the second prenatal, whatever. I should definitely talk about this because if I would have talked about this with this person, it might have better impacted our outcome kind of thing. Or, oh, if I change this, it'll make it easier for them or easier for me kind of stuff. Changing and just shifting based on what women are needing based on the communities I serve, because I had transitioned from working with our basic community to working with solely the Amish. So a lot of stuff had to change. I can't be sending links, doesn't really work like that. Um, so my experiences and what I've been called to do has shifted how I do things. And that's just another way, as well as the prenatals, the what I do at prenatals, I do them very, very differently than I used to. I also say very different things than I used to. I also hold way more prenatals than I used to. Uh, I'd like to see women more often than I had previously. When I first started, I was seeing women twice before they gave birth, sometimes once. Um, and over time, I learned that that wasn't for me. And I felt that I should see women more. And I find that it is most beneficial to sit with them more, bond with them more, learn more about them, get them to a place where they're more familiar with myself, as well as me having an accurate account of their different measurements and being able to catch stuff sooner. If I only see them at 24 and 36 weeks, that's not very helpful in some cases based on the situations that I have had, the things that I have seen come up in pregnancy. Had I had seen them more often, I probably would have been able to see things a little sooner. Um, yeah, just different things to reflect on. And I'm really big with that, just sitting with myself, like how could I have done better? How could I have done something different or better and how can I implement this going forward? Because that's my biggest thing. I always want to do the best and always be honest and true with myself um, and be able to say when I made a mistake or, hey, maybe I could have done this. Next time, I will definitely try this. And I feel like that's 
that's all who attend. That's everyone. We are all going to be learning forever. As my teachers say, you will always have first. You will always be saying, wow, I've never seen that before. So, yeah. Also, I'm better able to suggest what can be helpful in certain situations. Like I had said earlier about like varicose veins or high blood pressure or um, what, morning sickness, different things that are happening. I'm better able to suggest things because I know what worked with Susie Q and Amanda Jean or whatever. I know what's worked for other people. So in my own experiences with those I've served, it showed me a lot um, in how I, am now and, and shifted me into who I am and changed me a good bit, a very good bit from who I was, I'd say four years ago. But not only the things that I've learned from my clients and my own self and my own work is also in situations with colleagues of mine and my teachers. So seeing and learning the experiences that they had had, I'm able to learn from their experiences or their mistakes or their you know, successes or struggles, whatever. And I'm able to change how I do things to hopefully obtain the same or a better outcome. So hearing their stories, it's been like some of the most helpful um, in my journey, which it is for, I'm here from my students. My students say that hearing stories and hearing what worked is so helpful for them as well, which I get that. And that's been pivotal for me. Um, it's taught me different physical techniques that they've done that maybe they're not taught in the textbook, but they did it, it worked for them. Or in a situational occurrence, and I'm able to try that if I'm ever in that kind of situation. Um, that's what I love. I love about my colleagues and my teachers is when we experience things like that, we talk about them. This is what happened, this is what we did, and this is what worked, this is what didn't. Does anybody have any feedback? Is there anything I could have done better? What are your thoughts? And I think that's so helpful and pivotal in our growth and our journey as whatever, birth attendants, a doula, a midwife, a birth keeper, um, whatever, whoever you are, to never be so prideful that, oh, well, everything's okay. So I did the best I could and everything's good. Just because mom and baby are okay does not mean that things couldn't be improved or done better. Um, those are my thoughts anyway. But situations with colleagues, like I've seen colleagues that had poor outcomes, whether it was a transfer or the mom bled a lot after birth and was just super weak or fetal demise or stillbirth, things of that nature. And then the people would blame them, place blame where it doesn't belong in cases where it truly wasn't their fault. Like attendants can't they can't fix genetic abnormalities. <laughs> they can't control those. They also can't control what happens in an ambulance and what the EMS team does. They also can't control life and death. Souls aren't all coming to show up here on earth and people are so forced life in our culture that they sometimes want to place blame. And I've seen that happen to my colleagues and as well as a few of my teachers. And for me, that was so revealing and eye-opening to just hear their struggle or walk with them through it. And it showed me like, mm, I need to be real careful about this stuff because I don't want to work with someone that's going to try and hang me if they end up with a less than their favorable and desired outcome. I don't want to be blamed. I'm going to do my absolute best for anybody that I'm with. I'm going to give them my everything and do my all. And, you know, 
more often than not, everything's perfect. Almost all the time it's perfect. Very rare it's not. But if it be that rare case, I don't want to serve a family that's going to try and blame me. So that's something else that I've also learned is just seeing the situations with colleagues and my teachers and choosing to shift how I do things, how I screen people to see if they are a good fit for me or if they aren't. Do you want someone who's regulated and serves the state and uh, is protected with, you know, malpractice insurance? Like, here you go. I got some suggestions here because it's not me. I'm not going to be a good fit for you kind of thing. So yeah, I've definitely changed in that regard. And then going back to what I said earlier about fear versus intuition, especially sitting in a birth space, especially after challenging um, experiences, if you've attended some previously. I know at first it was very easy for me to just trust. Yep, birth works. Yes, it does. Yes, it does all the time. But no, it doesn't. <laughs> Once you see it not work or see postpartum not work, some things crashing postpartum and not going well. Sometimes it takes time to rebuild that back. And that has been probably one of the most transformative experiences in my journey attending is that learning to trust birth after seeing it not work the right way, the way it's supposed to, or, you know, postpartum not work the way it's supposed to, or pregnancy, seeing loss, trying to trust pregnancy that it's going to carry through when you're seeing these other things. So yeah, after that kind of stuff, fear versus intuition can be a different bag than it was prior to seeing those things. Sometimes it does leave us with, um, to question if it's just trauma that's leading us to feel this way in this moment, or is it actual int intuition? Whether the mom might be losing her baby or during pregnancy, or the labor is really wonky, seems like something's off, or postpartum, they're experiencing different things and they're explaining and you've seen stuff prior that was similar and it wasn't the best. So sitting with that and being like, okay, is this fear or is this intuition? For myself prenatally, if I feel something and I'm like fearful of something, I'm like, oh, I don't know how I feel about walking with this family. I don't know why I feel off or I don't know why I feel like something's wrong kind of thing. If I feel that prenatally, my big thing is to go home and sit with it. Sit with how I feel for at least a day, a few days before I would say anything. Sit with that. Could it be emotionally charged? Could it be fear? based or fear-led kind of thing that I'm feeling based on something I experienced prior. So I like to sit with that and kind of walk back and forth, maybe run this scenario by one of my teachers or a colleague and, you know, just sit with it. I think that that's important to not just, whoop, oh, do this. Let's, you know, drop them or let's tell them our fears and put them on them. No, we should not do those things. If it's during a birth, if I'm ever struggling with fear versus intuition, which I'll be very, very honest. And yes, there's been times where I'm sitting there or standing, whatever. And I'm like, um, hmm, I don't know. I don't like how I'm feeling. I don't know if this is a fear or if this is my intuition telling me to do something or say something, whatever the you know situation might be. But my thing is, is to walk out of the birth space and sit with it. That is what I will do. That's what I have always done. Either take myself to the bathroom, if it's feasible, go outside, put my feet on the ground, feel the air, and totally be out of the birth space, out of that energy, not feel what's going on there, and just be away, and then come back. And if I have that same overwhelm, I know that that's my intuition. If I no longer feel it, 
or it comes back maybe, I don't know, later, that's usually a fear-based thing. If I can clear it by clearing my head and clearing the space and going outside or to the bathroom where I can't hear mom and I can't see her, that is my best way to be able to decipher whether that's fear or intuition. Other people have different ways of weighing that in those moments. Um, but yeah, if it's, you know, able, of course, not when baby's coming out, but if it's during a labor kind of thing, that's what I'll do. I'll take myself out, remove myself, come back and see where we're at. After, I think it's very important. Something that I do is to sit with myself and ask myself again, if the actions or lack of actions, uh, were they fear-based or intuitive? Should I have done something different? Could I have done something different? Was it necessary that I touched or suggested something? Was that truly necessary? Um, and I think that's super important that we're always honest with ourselves because yeah, that birth you went to you know, a week before where the baby came out with a super white cord, super floppy and needed help breathing and the full, you know, the full gang, they needed everything. And then you're sitting at this birth and you're feeling different stuff. It's very important to know if it's fear versus intuition. And then afterwards, of course, you're going to do your best, but afterwards, sitting with everything, what could I have done different? Was this from a place of fear? Was this not? Should I have done more? Should I have done something different? And maybe unpacking, unpacking with a colleague or with a teacher um, or something of that sort. Personally, the next part here is about me personally, the things that I've experienced. Um, like I said before, I've changed my documents many, many times, how often I see my clients. I want to see them multiple times. Ultimately, it's their call. They get to pick, but I do like to see them more than, more than double, triple what I used to. And I find that it's, it's helpful. I also have changed what I suggest in different moments, uh, whether it's blood loss, whether it's prenatally, whether it's for conception, based on my experience and seeing the things that had worked previously. I've changed significantly in what I carry to births. Um, I have never and will never, I don't believe, carry any pharmaceuticals, but I do change the different things that I carry when I learn that, oh, this has worked for this colleague for this situation. Okay, I'm gonna carry that. Um, or reading you know, different studies on different things that have worked for other people. I've changed a lot in what I'm taking to births. That is um, probably the biggest one, the biggest thing. Um, who I accept as a client, as I had said previously, I am very different on that. I have a whole questionnaire that they must fill out before I will send an invoice. And before I send that invoice, I wanna talk with them. I wanna sit down and ask them how they feel about death. How do you feel about that? And if that kind of thing would happen, are you going to try and blame me? I wanna look them in their eyes when they're saying those kind of things. Um, I wanna see how they respond and how they act. A lot of who I've been working with, they very much understand that yeah, we can't control outcome. We're gonna do our best that we can. But that's a big thing for me because I did previously is to take whoever, take whoever. But now I wanna make sure that they're in alignment with what I'm offering. Like if they're wanting Rogam, vitamin K, vaccines, they're wanting me to circumcise their baby. I am not the one. Nope, I'm not gonna have that Pitocin for you, girl. So you're probably gonna to wanna to go over here to this girl that I know. Um, but yeah, I've been really shown how different I am in how I accept people, who I accept, and the people I'm willing to walk with. It really, it comes back to a whole trust thing. 
I think that today I offer more hands-on care in some situations where I didn't previously. And it's largely due to having a better understanding on how things work and having experience in various situations. I guess I could dive deeper into that, but I'm trying to wrap this up here. But yeah, definitely I attend differently. I feel differently. I see things differently. Um, yeah, I don't know how to really elaborate on that without sharing specific situations, but I feel as though I'm a different attendant in a way, always autonomous. And the woman is always the one that calls the shots. I never require no thing, but yeah, I definitely have changed in the way that I sit at birth. Um, I think I mentioned previously about how after challenging experiences, the process of relearning to trust birth again, that was hard for me. I've only had that what, maybe two times in my journey of attending and both times it was it was a new thing it was very new different feelings different you know time frames i was in different parts of my journey but learning to trust birth again was it was different it was very different and the way that i feel was different the way i'd process after would be different the therapy i would seek in those kind of situations was different because yeah I want to make sure that I'm doing the absolute best that I can, and I don't want to carry over the experiences or the trauma or the whatever from the previous experiences into the next. I think that's super important. Um, but yeah, learning to trust birth, that was something else. Do they teach that in midwifery school? Because I don't know. I don't think so. Um, if one sees only straightforward births, they might not have these kind of shifts or change how they attend or what they suggest or how they choose to act or respond to certain situations. If they've never seen things go a certain way or need to intervene or need to do things, they might just keep things the same and everything will be the same. And that's okay. We're all gonna be sitting at the foot of very different births, depending on who we are, depending on our soul's journey, depending on what we're meant to be there for. Like, Colleagues of mine have attended births where everything's perfect. It's just always been perfect for years. And then there's me where I see all kinds of everything under the, under the fucking moon, like everything that could be, everything that's rare, we see it back to back kind of stuff. So everyone's different and how their journey goes and if they change and how they change, that's gonna change too. It's gonna be different for everyone. And I think that's beautiful. I think that that's how it's supposed to be. We're supposed to have different, um, kinds of people, different kinds of attendants who are all on different journeys and learning different lessons, sitting at different births. Like for myself, I didn't change a lot until I started seeing pregnancy, birth, and postpartum go off course. When I started seeing different things and putting the dots together, I was able to learn how to better facilitate those kind of situations um, or experiences. So yeah, I don't know. I just feel like what we see, what we experience, what our colleagues see and experience, it can totally shift how we see birth, how we see pregnancy, how we respond postpartum. Do we offer more visits because we experienced something where a woman needed more care and, you know, it changed our perspective on what postpartum is and what postpartum support looks like. Um, so many different things that we could say about that. But yeah, for myself, I know that like I said, it's been the most transformative journey. It really has in seeing different things and then changing how I do things and just 
always constantly being remolded into a better version of myself, I feel, um, over what I experience. So yeah, that's basically it. That's what I wanted to talk about today. Just a little bit of what was on my mind. Thought I would do a short recording here. But yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope everybody has an awesome day. Thanks for tuning in to this awesome episode of Birthkeeper Banter. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you can get notifications for future episodes. Again, for classes and more information, go to herbal.teachable.com. Brought to you by Herbal Training. Thank you.